Hello. 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 Well, welcome to. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. I loved how we started episode Hi, uh... fourteen. By the way, it was really enthusiastic. Like, hey, it's the rum. <laughs> la, 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 la. Yes, it was great. Yes. Um. To the this is the rum doings show present, <laughs> presented by me, Nick Mailer, and by Laura's boyfriend. Today, the topic is which we shan't be discussing. Uh huh. Go on, then. Oh, you're well, <laughs> on the topic. You've thrown me by crowbarring that in announce, right at the beginning. Announce the topic. Uh, it's uh, has the um, the iPad lived up to the media hype? That's this week's topic. Has it? No, no. Do you know I've lost my name and identity completely? I am now just being introduced to people now as Laura's boyfriend. You are Laura's boyfriend. I have no identity. I have no name. No. I suggested I could change my name by deed poll to Laura's boyfriend. Yes, and indeed. then she pointed out if we were to be, ever get married one day down the line, she would be, it would be Laura boyfriend and Laura's boyfriend. Yes, indeed. So what you need to do is email podcast at rumdoings.com <laughs> uh, to say hello to Laura's boyfriend. Uh, I, uh, talking about rum, today we've excelled ourselves. <laughs> that's a good segue. Vic- Vic- Victoria purchased this for us. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, Victoria being your wife. Yes. Uh, notice I'm still Nick, though. I haven't lost my identity, unlike <laughs> you. Victoria's husband yes. joins me today. Or, 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 or Judith's father. That's um, true, yeah. I'm, I'm nothing. Uh, <laughs> t- now, you know, we had the Asda Smart Price Rum. Asda Smart rum. Price Rum. That was good, wasn't it? It was that it? kind of... It was brown. It was peculiar because it tasted very watery and yet was also terribly rough. And was like swallowing barbed wire. Yes, yes. yes. But at least it sort of looked like it. it was rum. It was kind of slightly dark and... It it had explanatory notes on. Yes, that's right. It did <laughs> on, a little bit of bottle. a you know rum made from the rum yes. berry in yes. Rumland that kind yes. of thing made made by rum barbers. <laughs> and whereas the Tesco value just looks like the outside of a Tesco shop, <laughs> it looks like very <laughs> cheap, right. very very cheap vodka. Yep, looks like a bottle of water. Is what it looks like. <laughs> yes, it's vegetarian. You'll be happy to know <laughs> there are no animals. <laughs> that's good to know. Animal parts inside there. Thirty-seven point five. Percent. Mm-hmm. Do you like the way? And if you drink this one bottle, you'll have twenty six point three UK units in you. That is what the uh, and fat women that... look. Fat women aren't allowed to drink. There's a little icon. There is a fat... which says fat women aren't allowed. Large to bellied drink. ladies yes. do not consume. Yep. I like the way those labels always make me think of how I imagine it looks. Uh, products would look in Soviet Russia. Yes, it does indeed. <laughs> right. So I'm going to open it. Okay. Let's. Um... Oh, you've got the glasses, haven't you? Indeed. Let me, uh, as I said earlier, let me break the, the, the cap hymen. Oh, that sounded good. It did. I hope it sounded good on the... Uh... I think there's going to be some listeners who just tune in just for that noise. Yes. Oh, this is going to be horrible. Do you know where I, where I last heard that noise on, that? on the radio? Yeah? It was on the episode of Cabin Pressure where he... Oh, yes. Where he... Uh, oh, the bottles of whiskey. Yes, yes. And, and, he, and he sticks the... Oh, no, I won't spoil it for those who haven't listened to it. No, that would be a spoiler. I love the sound of it. They're, they're, you, can, you can hear that they really enjoyed <laughs> yes, producing right. that sound effect because they kept repeating it. <laughs> that's true. Okay, I'm going to pour the... sound. No, it's not going to do that. It's too cheap. Too cheap for an Oh! That's enough. That's more. That's too much. Okay, John, don't 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 sniff or drink yours yet. Okay, I'm holding it away from my face, so I may not. Let me. No spoilers. Spoiler warning. The Tesco value white rum. White. White. I think it's white. Is the pronunciation white or white rum? (laughs) (laughs) That's a generous portion. Again, I'm not sure we're going to get through this. I won't. I want you to put the lid on straight away. I don't trust your crazy feet. I'm just going to. Distill a bit into your glass. No, I, don't I, want I, have, I have too much. No, my glass is broader. I swear it's the same. 
Really? You can always throw it into a plant to watch. Well, the my base die. is broader. If we can, like in a cartoon, I'll, I'll you pour it into a flower pot, and yes. the uh, plant would wither and right. die. Okay, so let's, <laughs> let's let's take the bouquet okay. of okay. the. Oh my god! It smells like it sounds like such a cliche, but it smells like that. cleaning product. It looks like cleaning product. Oh, what's that other smell in there? There's something really horrible. In there. <laughs> it's it's there. beyond cleaning. Product. Oh my god! It's awful. What is it? It's like cleaning product, and then there's something sweet, something revoltingly sweet in there. It's like something decaying inside. The <laughs> it's like it's the sweet smell of bacterial decay. decay. Yes, <laughs> gangrene. Oh no! Do you know what it probably? Do you know what yeah. it smells like? It smells like what I imagine if you pour oh. if you pour the liquid out of a jar of formaldehyde with a brain in it. <laughs> yes, that's this is what the liquid tastes like. And smell and taste. Right, let's okay, you ready? Three, two, one. Oh, that's foul. Wow. Oh, no. (laughs) In every respect. (laughs) It's got three waves of awful. (laughs) No, four. My throat's now sore. I want to do that again. Right, ready? Okay. One. uh, Oh, God, I've got a heartburn already. (laughs) One, two, three. Oh, Christ, that's awful. Oh. 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 That's enough of that. Oh! <laughs> Immediately horrendous. Mm. Well, thank goodness I had the uh, glass of coffee with it here. Do not purchase Tesco Value <laughs> White Rum. I'd never thought I'd say this, <laughs> but Asda Smart Price has it by a mile. Asda Smart Price for your rum, value rum needs. Yes. I mean, Asda Smart Price was rough and watery, but at <laughs> least A, it tasted of rum. Yes. Of a very bad rum. <laughs> <laughs> the whole rest of the podcast is clutching our chest and sticking our tongues out. <laughs> I think it's just me- methylated spirit. I think it might just be meth. <laughs> it does. It does say for human consumption. It's not some sort of white spirit. <laughs> Tesco Valley white spirit. That's where he went wrong. Really bad. That's amazing. Everyone rush out and buy some. How much was it? Do you know? No, I, I, I didn't know. I imagine it was less than £10. I, I, I imagine that white spirits probably cost more. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good start, wasn't it? Well, at least you've got a glass of coffee. To... Would you like some co- of my coffee to Sorry, wash I, the flavour away? I, I, I don't drink coffee from a glass. I only drink coffee from a polystyrene cup. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It's a good idea. It is a good idea. Yes. Um... Come on, we should talk about a thing, something. We, well, we were, we were asked to talk about four things. Oh, yes, did you get your piece of paper? You yes, left I, it over the other yes, side. Yes, I do. I'll go Creaky chair noise. Fill, fill while I get it. Okay. Hi, everyone. Hi. Um, Nick's just uh, crossing the room now. He's uh, collecting his piece of paper. He's guaranteed to kick his glass of rum over as he returns. <laughs> as he deliberately knocks the bottle over. I was hoping it would disappear. <laughs> okay. On your blog... Blog... Royston asked us to discuss Saint Wilgefortis, mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica action figures, okay. Sir John Stevens, of course, and favoured condiments. See, it's those four again. Every Sigh. single old person, you know, <laughs> Sue Lawley, ten years ago, was talking about these uh-huh. things on Desert Island uh-huh. discs, and well, now you've done the Derrida, le- the Derrida lecture. There's nothing, you know, well, people just go no, back. No, so it cliches. wasn't the Derrida lecture. I just briefly explained what deconstruction isn't. You were unfair yeah. to call it the Derrida lecture. There was a lot more about Derrida in my original one. No, that's no actually no. about Derrida talking talking about pharmacons and the stuff. lost drum doings, as we have said yeah. before, is a thing of legend yes. and shall never be recovered. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about. Some 
Saint Wilgefort. Well, you're going to have to take care of this one. Well, you're you. She she's a Christly figure. <laughs> this is true. Well, I, I know about her because you already told me. Indeed. But well, I will care what you think of her. Basically, Saint Wilgefort was a was a lady, mm-hmm. and uh, she decided that she was a Christian. Yeah. But her father promised her to. A pagan <gasps> for marriage. A pagan, you say? Yes, a dirty pagan. A baby-eating, yeah. devil-worshipping pagan person. Yes. A pagan. How can a pagan worship a devil? Yeah, it's a because the devil's point. a Christian. <laughs> They're kind of buying into the, <laughs> into, into the whole mythos there. But no, it's sort it of is a, the slight confusion that Satanists have to argue the other way around, yes, isn't it? Yes, they're, 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 really they're, they're buying into the universe. Yeah. Um, so, so, basically... She. Did... I would just like to say, for the record, that I'm not enti- ent- entirely not conflating pagans with Satanism. You are. I know entirely they are entirely different. No, but you. Okay, they are different, but you would exterminate both. Oh, if 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 I had the access to the gas chambers, of course, yes. they'd both be in there. And indeed, um, so <laughs> so, the, so, the, so this girl did what any normal girl would do when her abusive father promised. Yes. That brushing of confessing to genocide. Yes, but we all know that promised her to her her. To a, a pagan suitor, uh-huh. uh huh, and so she prayed to Lord Jesus that Lord Jesus would make her repulsive. Yes, uh, so that no man would want to marry her. Very good. So Lord Jesus then made her repulsive by making her grow a beard. Mm-hmm. Are you calling me repulsive? <laughs> yes, is that what's happening? Yes, um, and so she grew this beard, and of course the wedding was called off because mm-hmm. nobody wants to marry a girl with a beard. Yep, that's true. And uh, so her father did what any reasonable dad would the dad oh you, and crucified her. <laughs> now, to be a saint, don't you have to have three proven miracles? Probably. I only hear the beard-growing miracle. That's pretty good, though. It's quite good, but there's only one, and I, I want three before I'm going to acknowledge your sainthood. <laughs> Why bring three miracles into the Shah when one will do? Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Maybe when it's related to hair, you only get to do one. And then she was immortalised in a song by the Crash Test Dummies. Yes. So that's St. Wilgefort's. What do you think of that story? Does it make you... <laughs> Sounds like a load of old rubbish. <laughs> do, you delight, do you delight in it? Yes. I mean, Very much so. What's, what's, what's more peculiar? That she doesn't pray that maybe the man would have a change of heart and not want to marry her, but she prays that she will become repulsive. That's, that's right. Interestingly, psychologically... Uh, it's a bit of a shame. Interesting. No, but think about it. I mean, yeah. what does it say about the notion of womanhood in Catholicism and so on? That it's the woman's duty to make yeah. herself repulsive. Yes. Did you see what I mean? There's yeah. something quite interesting and telling about that, isn't there? I might convert to Catholicism and become uh, confirmed just so I can adopt her as my saint. <laughs> yes. But no, but, but all, in all seriousness, I mean, it does, it, it does show that, in a sense, that's the beginning of it. It's, it's the woman's job to either make herself enticing or repulsive to men mm. men are these agents who will just follow uh, their 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 instincts yeah you know like you know if she she'd have put on a mini dress then of course it would have been her fault that she'd have been raped and so on so it's that same kind of yeah, argue, it's the same it's, attitude it's, yeah. it's the attitude yeah. in reverse so yeah. st wilgefortis certainly should not be the patron saintess of any sort of feminist i assume she's bearded ladies I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure she is the yes of course she's of bearded ladies yeah uh, and but i don't know but i think she's also she's I think she's taken her as um, as a saint for any abused woman, really. Okay. As, as far as I know, but discussing her the way I have it, it's an odd choice. Yeah. Because it, it it you're having to reform yourself for the delight or the repulsion of men, rather than just saying, "Well, 
screw you, deal with your <laughs> own problems, mate. Uh, I'm not marrying you. Do you so. think she just wore a false beard? And then when she's getting crucified, she's going, no, it's just pretend. <laughs> yes. Too late. Too late, daughter. <laughs> Up you go. <laughs> yes. So that's St. Will Travolta. No, we covered that quite well, haven't we? Any, anything more to discuss about her? No. No? Okay. Never again. But what about Battlestar Galactica action figures? It's <laughs> a really peculiar thing. I've never been interested in them. I've never been interested in action figures at, at all. all. I like. I had Transformers well, and Masks. Geeks are supposed to be. Well, Transformers and Mask toys when I was a kid, because they did what, something. Mask? Well, a gig... Gimp masks. Yeah, that's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, do you remember Mask? It was um, it was Matt Tracker was the leader of the goodies, and the baddie was called Venom, and they were the mayhe- mayhem, I think. Mm. And they had cars that turned into helicopters and that kind of thing. Fair enough. But the car they were they they weren't they weren't robots or anything. They just had vehicles that could. I had a motorbike that was a helicopter and a car that was a plane. And, right. Yeah, I like the, the stuff that changed into something else. Those are kind of well, proper toys. I with. Yeah. yeah, not just not just men. I had a friend who had... can make their arms point up into the sky well, exactly. heroically. I had a friend who had all the He-Man point. stuff and a Castle Grayskull. And I was very, very covetous of the uh, Castle Grayskull. But not the action figures that went inside it. The, the only interesting thing about action figures and the only fun thing about them, I think, was where you could... Where they were properly posable and you could pose them doing rude things to themselves or others. Yes, that's that, true. that was always fun. You could just make their arms and legs point backwards so their head was on the wrong way around. <laughs> yes. Was... Uh, then once you've done that, what more? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, they are coveted by the sort of nerdy geek. Uh, Have them ride a My Little Pony. Yeah, that's the other thing, of course, is when you go too far in that direction, you then keep them in their packaging and never play with them. Mm. It just seems a grotesque use of. I, I, I knew someone who. Um, I wonder if she listens to this. I don't know if she does, but she keeps books prisoner. No, uh, ladies she... don't listen to this podcast. That's not true. We know of at least two that do. No, generally they don't. So you'll be all right. Okay. Um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> Maybe Laura doesn't. She does. She doesn't like it, though. No, I'm probably sure she hates it. Yeah, good. Okay. Um, so you have uh, uh, books. She buys books, first editions, or signed copies of books, and then locks them up in a cabinet so they can never be touched, so they never lose their value. Mm. I think that's like book murder. I'm yeah. becoming furious with her about this. Yeah. Because it's a, that's books in prison. Books are designed to be read and consumed. That's their purpose. Yes, exactly. They're silly people. It makes me great costume. Neil, Neil Levine loves action figures. I've got a copy of Mavis, uh, of um, uh, Mrs. Beaton's home doodah. But you don't have a Mrs. Beaton action figure. No, I don't. It's <laughs> 1904 that's from. Yes. I don't keep it in this. It's there on the no, shelf. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. But you, as I said, you don't have a Mrs. Beaton action figure. I wish I did, though. <laughs> well, that'd be good. Do you know, action figures are all famous cooks. That would be fantastic. Like, have uh, a Gordon Ramsay as swear. Uh, Press the, pull yes. the string on the back and swears come out. And, and you could have a Nigella Lawson. Just make smutty, disgusting <laughs> remarks. Every time you pull, you pull her cord. An average-looking lady <laughs> making smutty remarks to her camera. And then, and then, yes, you could you could have Delia Smith being a drunk Christian on a football field. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> that would be a great moment. <laughs> yes, with <laughs> peculiar uh, claw-like, wrinkled hands. Yes, <laughs> as, as a special. One thing picture. that we've noticed that. For somebody who's been on television for so long, she's very awkward in front of the camera. Yeah, she is. She's, like she's really scared. <laughs> she's really scared of the camera and slightly cross yes. with it. Um, and uh, who else? I mean, you could, you could certainly have Elizabeth David with with her olive oil and so on. I, th- I don't know who that is. Shocking. I know. Uh, Escoffier, of course, you could have as well. <laughs> you could have um, Anthony Bourdain. He'd be good. Yeah. In fact, could... in fact, why hasn't this been done? Damn it, this is how we're going to make our millions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Celebrity chef action figures. 
That's quite a good idea, actually. Every season of Top Chef, we could do a range of the contestants. Yes, you know, exactly. the five, just the four, four, four yes, three or yes, four exactly. finalists. We wouldn't have a the dropout. Jamie, start uh, as you said, Jay, Jamie could have a, a big fat tongue in him. That's true. Big lolly, big lolly <laughs> wet tongue. That would be good. And you could have lots of little accessories like we mixing have... bowls and knives and um, mix masters and all sorts of things. We could have a Gary Rhodes one that comes with its own obscure empty room, and no one watching it yes. to be uh, in. Uh, uh, and the and the horrible eighties pretentious spiky hair. That's right. <laughs> Why is Gary Rhodes still going? Does anyone like is Gary Rhodes? I think he and um, the Keith Floyd doll, Nigel Kennedy, just were one guy yes. and they've merged back into one again yes, now. There's a, there's a sort of Both slightly forgotten, slightly effete mockney one lad wannabe. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Who did you just suggest then? Floyd. Floyd. The, 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 de- the departed Floyd. I like him. He, yeah. Admitted, you would like a Keith Floyd action figure. With <laughs> a big bottle of wine <laughs> yeah. in one hand and a frying pan in the other. I would like to have a Keith Floyd action figure, yes. I'd love to see the outtakes from that show. As I said... <laughs> a crazy old drunk man. As I said, Neil, Neil Levine likes action figures. He so, does? So maybe we should, um, we should sell him the idea. What does he do with them? Does he play with them? Make them do kissy face? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, he, I think he's got like, all the Star Wars ones. Okay. Kiss Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett and He-Man can have a smoke. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that He-Man guy who has the rotating faces you could rotate to different faces with different uh, snobs I remember my brother absolutely coveted the He-Man action figures and the and for one birthday he got Castle Grayskull he did get because as I say my friend I think it was oh I can't remember is it Gareth or something had the Grayskull <laughs> your friend what's his name I was five <laughs> a friend I don't remember it was when I was five yeah. there was this group of friends that my mum when she gave birth to me was in hospital with a bunch of other ladies who were also having children at the same time funnily enough coincidentally I know it was a surprise amazing and they all made friends in the ward oh my goodness that, a chill's gone up my spine <laughs> <laughs> and yet you deny the existence of God yes extraordinary <laughs> anyway so but in this group of friends we kind of as we then they kind of got together every Thursday and then they all and had were second, reborn they all had second kids at the same time and so we kind of and this was this gang I used to hang out with on Thursdays but they were all they all the boys they got into like Star Wars and I didn't care about Star Wars and Indiana Jones. I thought it was boring. Star Wars isn't very good. No, I I knew that when I was six. <laughs> so it's really boring. I didn't encounter it when I was six at all for some right. reason. So when I did encounter it when I was an adult, I saw it through an adult's eyes. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the magic charm didn't work, <coughs> and I realised there was a pile of old cat. Well, I quite, I still enjoy watching the Empire Strikes Back. That's a fun action movie. Well, it's interesting. I mean, even somebody like Adam Huffman. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, Adam Huffman will <laughs> be a stern critic. Of, of anything and everything. Yes. Uh, that sentence, I imagine, he's yes. found a fault with. Adam Huffman, nevertheless, yes. realises the flaws of Star Wars and yet still allows it into his film pantheon. Interesting. Because he knows, because he, he was enchanted as a child, he cannot allow ah. the truth. Do you know what I'm doing? Out? What? I am loving that he does that. Uh, oh. I'm doing specifically annoying our individual listeners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if yeah. you are annoyed by rum doings, let us know specifically which aspect of the show. Podcast you. <laughs> at rumdoings.com. But we were asked specifically to talk about Battlestar Galactica action figures, and I feel that we have not fulfilled the brief. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> this person's dictating this entire podcast yes. now. Lee, Excellent, he's Lee, taking over. Lee Adama, as a part of what we can Can you imagine manufacturing the Lee Adama? The, not the, 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 the older Adama. What was his name? Oh, um, Adama. Daddy Adama. Ad- Adama. Daddy, Daddy Adama. Adam Adama. <coughs> Bill, um, Bill Adama. Bill Adama. And you can imagine having to manufacture his pop-marked face. 
That's uh, true. Be very you'd have expensive. to get a, a little pin going. Edward James Olmos. Yes. What a fantastic man he was. Which which action figure would you like from Battlestar Galactica? Actually, I would I would quite like the traditional Cylons as an action figure. That would be quite cool. Did you like? Do you mean the very traditional, the seventies Cylons that appear in? I'm going to be such a BSG geek now, but they're in the. Are you? What are you doing with your razor? Hands? I'm trying to remember. Razor, the razor was that the TV movie they made? Not they sure. They featured. There's a, a scene where they found these original Centurions, the old school model ones. With the boom, 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 boom. No, they don't. Buy it or buy it. Come on. No, they still do that. They do that. They do that modern the version. Form, form. They do a modern version. The Hong Kong's. They don't happens. look like Geordie's visors anymore. No. But they go, yeah, they go, bye, oh, come on. Yeah. That was a very nice geek reference. That was that was always a weird thing about these um, futuristic sci-fi shows in that all computer speech output was in a monotone yes. as if we wouldn't have discovered <laughs> how, right. to, how to <laughs> modify the tone of the outputted speech. My so is- that everybody always spoke like this, even in the original Star Trek. My favourite thing about that is the way when people do that voice is they always say, I am a robot. <laughs> like a robot's going to be telling everyone all the time. <laughs> I am a robot. <laughs> I am speaking out loud. Oh, have you noticed also about the sci-fi... Um, <laughs> Why have you picked your rum up? What's wrong uh, I with want you? to see if it's as bad as it was. <laughs> the sci-fi truisms, how every time they are enjoying the cuisine from another planet, it's always named after the planet. So, so oh, well, it's this lovely Bajoran <laughs> rum we're right. having. Or, or, you know, oh, I love Klingon opera. Whereas, of course, you Can I have one of your earth pancakes? I, yes. <laughs> oh, do you know what I really enjoy? Yeah. I really love those earth musicals. <laughs> they are the best, aren't they? Yes, I like earth musicals. I'd like, that with, I'd like it with earth bread, please. Yes. <laughs> I also like the way they assume that which, whichever four foot squared patch they land on is indicative of the entire planet's surface. Yes. That's always your, oh, this, this is the lava planet. Yes. Well, you could land on a volcano on Earth and go, oh, it's the lava planet. Oh, this is the ice planet. Yes, right. Oh, this is the tropical planet. Oh, this is the water planet. That's right. They're like, uh, all planets in Star Trek are levels in a platform game. Yes. Oh. It's a slippy, slidey ice world level. Okay, I think we've dealt with Battlestar Galactica. That's like action figure, for sure. Suf Jan Stevens. I want to Over to you. You don't know who he is, do you? I sort of do, but I'm not sufficiently interested. <coughs> oh, fair enough. He's a very nice singer. Intr- your, your laptop's gone to sleep. It's okay. It's okay. Interest, it's okay. In- interest me and him. Okay. He. Uh, so- while I do that, I'm going to sip this lovely rum. <laughs> Good luck, you. <laughs> I'm trying to interest you in a Christian singer. Oh. Rum. Yeah, there you oh, go. I thought I'd throw Christian that one down singer. straight away. Right. Well, he's not overtly, in terms of his, his regular output is not, in terms of content. But then every... every <laughs> <laughs> I aspirated it's so rum. You were mock enjoying it and it nearly killed you. <laughs> it's in my lungs, Roger. Call an ambulance. Someone listening, call Nick an ambulance. I can't be bothered. Carry on talking. <laughs> so he sings. He did the. He was plan was he was going to record an album for each of the fifty-one states. How many states are there? People seem to keep changing the number from fifty to fifty-two. Shush. Um, and so yeah, he did uh, Michigan. And then he, then he did Common Field, the Illinois. And and then he stopped. So he got two in. <laughs> he didn't get much farther than that. But they're fantastic albums, and they're beautiful and really clever. And Springfield is the capital of Illinois. Thanks very much. That's silly, isn't it, really? Yes. <laughs> it was a poor choice. Yes. Um, so, and then he, every Christmas, he puts, he, cre- he puts out an album of... A Christian album. Of... of, of of uh, hymns or, or his hers. own songs, yes. Hymns or hers. That's kind of what you did there, because you misunderstood the homonym of hymn. Hmm. Um, so he yeah so you've got these albums and he puts them out privately apparently he creates them privately for his church and then every now and then they leak 
online. Although 2009s didn't leak, as far as I can tell. Why is he called Suf Chan? I imagine that's because that's what his parents are. Oh, but is he Persian? Mr. and Mrs. Stevens called him. I don't know any details about him, I just know he's got a lovely singing voice and interesting music. Uh, I wonder if he, he sounds like he could be Farsi. Interesting, we'll look him up. We should look him up. Because then, then maybe he's a persecuted Iranian, if that's the case. Could be. Yeah. Or well, Persian. All persecuted Iranians yes. are Persians. <laughs> Indeed. <coughs> Favoured condiments. Yes, that's the last one on the list is favorite, your favourite condiment. Go on then, what's yours? Well, I'm always told that I auto-condiment things and that I don't taste them, I just pour on lots of condiments. Oh, that's that. naughty. Victoria always criticises me for doing that. What's the difference between a condiment and a seasoning? A condiment is sloshier. Is, that, is there a rule? Can, can pepper not be a condiment? I don't feel it should be. I want to but say it is. Pepper sauce is. I want to say, because I've just recently discovered the, pepper sauce the role that black pepper says. You know in restaurants and they come around and go, would you like any black pepper with that? And I was like, I'm sure... Why are you asking for that of all the things in the universe? <laughs> yeah. yes. And I, I think, well, can't the chef prepare the food with the ingredients required already inside it? But I've just recently discovered the joy of cracked black pepper on top of my pasta. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pepper nice. loses its um, initial frizziness if you just cook it in. It's a different, different uh, spice when cooked right. in as opposed yeah, to put on. That's why... So, and I'd just like to compare the difference between... There's a difference between uh, Morgan's Spiced Rum and the Tesco Value <laughs> White Rum. difference. White Rum is um, the difference between <laughs> cracked black pepper from a giant pepper mill... And a sewage and pit. <laughs> those, um, those ones you had at school with that almost greeny-yellow powder. <laughs> Sneezing powder. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing in comparison at all between the two. No. Um, I have to say my favourite condiment... To, to this day is probably good old ketchup. Ketchup, of course. What else could ketchup come Ketchup on chips, ketchup with chicken, ketchup with steak. I'm always embarrassed to ask for it. Oh, well, see, I've, I, I've discovered if you have your steak rare enough, you don't need the ketchup. No, I don't need a lot of it, but I still like a, just a touch of... You know, yeah. you, you know, about halfway through the steak, it becomes a bit of a chore. <laughs> right, sure. And at that point, um, it's nice to have a bit of ketchup. Just to see, I've only just it. become grown up enough to have managed to not have ketchup with steak. But then, of course, as you know, I've only recently discovered the joys of steak as well. Yes, you used to hate it. You well, used the to, problem you used to only like chicken because you were boring. Well, the problem, what no, is I liked all sorts of things. But the problem with steak is I'd always had it cooked, you know, mm-hmm. well done or wet or medium well or whatever, and it's actually not that nice a chunk of meat in that state. Right, but have no. it have it uh, medium rare, which is my chosen yes. temperature. Yes, um, well, nice exactly. juicy, juicy and gooey and lovely. Well, that's the, the way. You, that's the way you have to have it. Otherwise, mm. you're, you're missing it. Uh, I also like certain mustard. I enjoy a good strong mustard. Oh, I don't like mustard. Oh, I like a, a bit. No, I like American mustard. That's nice. Oh, you like that? Well, the, on, a, on a hot dog, one has mm, to have American course. mustard. If one doesn't, yeah. one's a fool. Oh, so they were at Bath uh, Christmas Market, uh, which they run exclusively until the tenth of December, just in time to stop being useful for Christmas shopping. They have a they had a burger stand, a kind of posh burgers thing, mm-hmm. and uh, they had the condiments on the side, you know, the giant pots of ke- squeezy ketchup and squeezy mustard. Mm-hmm. So I put the squeezy mustard and the squeezy ketchup in. Turns out they put English mustard in the giant <laughs> vat of squeezy mustard. <laughs> the burger was almost inedible. Yeah. It was, it oh was my horrible. goodness! Horrible. I I enjoy having. Um, all the traditional things with my meats. For example, I like to have, um, with my lamb, mint sauce, duck. I like to have applesauce. But also, I, I've, I've extended... I thought applesauce was pork. Well, I like to have it with duck. I've, okay. extended, I've extended the role of cranberry sauce. Oh, and yes. I've given it the privilege of all <laughs> poultry. <laughs> That's very sweet, isn't So it? I have it with roast Scom- chicken. <laughs> That's so against the rules. Have you done that? When I was a kid, every Sunday we'd have a roast meal. 
Mm-hmm. And I like red currant jelly better than cranberry sauce, and I really dislike. Mm. Hold on a moment, red, jelly. red currant jelly is only for beef. <laughs> like... I will never transgress that. <laughs> I like red you currant jelly. Transgressive pervert. Red currant jelly with chicken is oh man, you should try it. And turkey, especially turkey, so good. And my cranberry dad, sauce. my dad, who's a very relaxed, chilled out man, used to get really cross that I was using the wrong. Because you're a transgressor. <laughs> oh my goodness, my. I'm going to end up having to um, feed my kids <laughs> cream teas if this goes on. It's just the start of such behaviour. It's a slippery slope. Yes. It's cranberry jelly is not nearly as good as red currant jelly. Red currant jelly is so much nicer. No, red currant jelly is sweeter and therefore is, is for the fattier beef. Oh, it's so good with the, the point about the cranberry... Although it turns out... The I... point of cranberries is it's got a certain tanginess to go with the blandness of the chicken. <laughs> chicken isn't bland if you can Yes, well. it is. <laughs> if you cook it well... Oh, you have, I've got some in the fridge. I've got some leftovers. My rosemary roast chicken. Are we going to have to come to blows over condiments? <laughs> yes, we are. It's going to be the thing that finishes the podcast. <laughs> the other thing my dad used to become insanely cross about is the way I held my fork. <laughs> such the a, way you did what? The way I held my fork. Oh, you know, your parents did holding it like that. a shovel. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why it's curved. Oh yes, people do get angry. No, they say you're holding. Worse, they say you're holding it like an American. If you do that, do you know what you're, <laughs> that's, you, that's racialist. That is. <laughs> do you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to sort of mush the peas onto the front right, of your, one by one. <laughs> you sort of mush them onto the front of your fork. <laughs> well, Laura told me that she told her younger brother that you had to eat peas one at a time. <laughs> And she believed him, and she started eating her peas. One, the poor, the poor thing was eating his peas one at a time. Oh dear! I, I mean, the, the whole cutlery etiquette is ridiculous. I still prefer to use my hands nine times out of ten. I have to be honest. Um, yeah, most foods are better eating them with your hands because it's easier to get into the nooks and crannies of the dish. I mean, people who eat chops with a knife and fork always miss the nice bits that are, are along the rounded edge of the bone and that kind of thing so frankly eat with your hands and don't listen to what people say i know we're going to be saving the rules yes we will be another, saving, yes, another podcast not today, yes. but chops there's a rule for chops is there they're outlawed. okay don't 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 talk about them yet we don't want to have any spoilers but <laughs> but i i will say yeah I, if there's one thing that i want you to take away from this podcast today, yes um to write this down everybody I want you to eat your next meal uh-huh. and, as, and as much as practically possible, wherever it is and with whomever it is, your next social meal yep. with your hands as okay. much as you can. Even if it's in a posh restaurant. If it's soup? If it's soup, you can use a spoon. That's, but that's but even then, I mean, you can use your hand and tip the bowl. Well, that's a good idea. Tip the bowl into your mouth. And don't allow people to get cross with you about that because, frankly... <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's not. It's, it's not quite, a cream tea. It's quite ludicrous thing to be. People get very about. angry about it. And, they <laughs> they go, oh. and also, I mean, I will sometimes, as you know, I'll see. And you, you get cross about this as well because you're you're British. But oh, yes, I like to share things. At oh, the table. I do. I genuinely do. Don't like. Don't. And like you don't do like that because you're because you're English and atomistic. And and so people <laughs> get very cross and they think somehow your your evil germs will will destroy all the food. It's not about germs. Them. And like, a, and sometimes oh. sometimes I commit the biggest crime. I know that somebody's left something on their plate mm-hmm. and I'll take it and consume it myself without asking permission. Oh no! And that, what co- if they were and that causes it, thermo- that causes thermonuclear war. What if they were saving it to be their happy last? Several rainfall? restaurants are now radioactive because wow. of that. Do you, are they actually leaving it, or are they saving it as their last bit, and then you eat their? There's fun? an ambiguity about it. Oh my goodness! I'd be so, do, you, do you make sure that your last mouthful of a meal is the best one? I try to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Can you imagine if someone's going, so? If I'm having, if I was ever having a roast chicken dinner, yes, I would make sure that I had a bit of a bit of 
the just the outside of the chicken yes. breast and a little bit of roast potato and a bit of red currant jelly and some gravy and that would be my final mouthful. And if you swooped in and took, took, that, the, took the roast potato, I'd be like, ah, there'd be like, there's no, there'd be no closure to my meal. It would be, it would be awful. It'd be a You'd disaster. be wandering the universe for the rest of time. I'd just become a hobo, mourning like, the, last, the, the lost roast potato, riding the trains, searching for my final mouthful. I'd be gone forever. Yes, I. So, what's your favourite condiment? <laughs> it has to be ketchup. It has to be. Look, there's a bottle right next to my desk there. Uh, on hand. Heinz. Barbecue sauce on the floor. <laughs> barbecue sauce, I can take or leave. Do you, I've, I've, I've always barbecue sauce is filed under. Think I like it, but it turns out that I don't. Yeah. Um, but it turns out I've discovered the correct context for it, and that's pulled pork or pulled chicken sandwiches. And once you uh, have it with that, that's, there's no, there's nothing else. Victoria like hates barbecue sauce. She thinks it's too sweet. She has a peculiar. It is far too overflavoured, but it works if you if you slow roast a joint of pork for like say six seven hours, then so it falls off the bone, and then just and then put in a li- not t- you want to make your own gravy, put that in, and then mix a little tiny bit of barbecue sauce in. That's oh, that's perfect. Well, Victoria has a peculiar antipathy, in that she um, doesn't like the mixture of savoury and sweet. So, for example, her worst food would probably be a Moroccan tagine. Which right. has got the meat with the apricots in and things like uh-huh. that. Um, and uh, my mother's always cooking stuff with what she calls jam, you know, with some <laughs> right. ch- chicken with a fruit compote or something mm. like that, which I think is lovely. But, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. she, she or, or as, as we had the, the, uh, the Asda Smart Price uh, curry chicken, did have too many sultanas in, but I oh, like having sure. sultanas. Yeah. No, that she, she, she believes in food apartheid. Yes, my my house. One of my housemates is very much the do same. You, do you do you also do do you take the apartheid? Do you, do you put each bit of your food in a different township, and and consume them no. ind- independently at different times? Like you'll keep you. You'll, I'm going to have all my roast potatoes now. I'm going to have no, my peas now. As I said, that finally has to be a combination of. I, I like combining. It's so yeah, boring. Yeah. Have you noticed these people who do that? They'll yes. eat the one bit. I'm going to eat all my all my boiled potatoes now. now eat, I'm going to eat all my boiled carrots. They must eat them in order of favourite. I don't know. It's just very odd. Or people... I've noticed people who also will... And I, admittedly, I didn't do this today. But people people who will get a sandwich and chips. Mm-hmm. Or crisps, crisps rather. Yeah. And they'll, they'll make sure that they eat all the sandwich before they eat the crisps. Or they'll right. eat up all their crisps before they eat the sandwich religiously. And they will never combine. They'll have a few mouthfuls of crisps and yeah. sandwich a drink. Also, people who don't drink with their meal... Like you, I know. Even with your sandwich, I know. I was, I, 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 miss, have, I was missing a drink. All the way I, 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 I'm suspicious of those. I was sorts. craving some coffee because all the way the people the who don't drink while they eat. I don't understand. I that agree sort. with you. You know, there's people who yes. just sit and eat a huge meal. There's something wrong. And they with don't them. want anything. And they, what sort of gizzards do you have? <laughs> I know you need to wash the palate every why, few why, mouthfuls. Why do, how do they? And yeah, they will eat th- a three-course meal and not have anything. Mm-hmm. How do they do that? That's what orange squash is for. How do they do? It's that? emergency meal juice. <laughs> That's meal lubricant that's right you've got to have some very suspicious of people who don't do that I've had somebody uh, I remember was it? it might have even been my mum who said said something like, I said oh I need some juice for that. She said, no but it's soup it's liquid anyway oh, no. my mum used to say that's a bad argument my, salty liquid my mum used to say you don't need any tomato ketchup there's tomato ketchup in the beans <laughs> juice no there isn't <laughs> it's a whole other substance oh there, is. <laughs> there goes the rum bottle mind the glass for goodness sake I'm going to try some more rum. Oh, don't do it. I'm never drinking that again. Let's try some. 
God. People do get oddly uh, moralistic about food, don't they? And about, yes, true. about the way you should eat it. I mean, I suppose it's some of the oldest taboos and traditions of surrounding food. I mean, Moses and, and Muhammad and all the rest mm-hmm. of them were, were very precise about what you should and shouldn't do with food. Yes. And I suppose it's not surprising that um, in secular society, that's to do with cutlery and combining <laughs> well, sweet and savoury. I, I remember one time having an explosive row with my dad because he told me off at using my fork like a shovel. Um, which is, he was honestly, he's just such a relaxed what guy. Next? What next? Fork like a shovel, the next thing you'll be... <laughs> Murdering school children. Yes. Um, but, he, um, but then one time, because you were forking your left hand, of course, yeah. and I'm, using, I'm scraping it onto my <laughs> shovel fork with my knife, but then the next mealtime he'd be sat there with his fork in his right hand, just the fork on its own, using it like a shovel. You're using it like a shovel! And he'd say, I, it's in my right hand! <laughs> <laughs> and even like at 12 years old, I was like, no, this is totally unacceptable! <laughs> <laughs> it's just thinking about it people do get very 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 upset I had an aunt who, got, who used to get cross when you used to say fork and knife rather than knife and fork oh, really because it could be considered rude <laughs> can you think of any other things like barbecue sauce that you think you like enough that you constantly buy but it actually turns out you don't like them at all it's an interesting um, question that because barbecue sauce is one I mean I, I don't like a um, HP sauce? No, I do sort of like HP sauce, right. but only specifically with eggs and things like that. I, it, it it doesn't go far. Um, no, I don't think so, because I don't think I would buy it if I didn't. No, I just, Ameri- actually, American mustard is an example of something I buy because I think I'm going to want it. Mm. And I quite like it on a hot dog, but then I have it at home in something, mm. and it, it slightly spoils what I put mm. it in, and then I just throw the tub away. Well, I have an opposite of that. Before. Something that I forget how nice it is. Oh, yeah. Mayonnaise. All oh, right. I had some the other day with some fish fingers. And I was like, mm, mayonnaise is good. With fish fingers? Yes. Are you eight? We have fish fingers quite frequently. <laughs> Excellent. Fish fingers and Victoria beans. Victoria cooked me fish fingers the first time I met her. Yes, and you, uh, and you had green ketchup green, with it. Green tomato oh, we're back, ketchup. We're back, we're back to condiments. Do they still make that wacky green tomato I ketchup? I don't think they do, because I think the same thing that happened to me happened to most people who bought it. Which was? Which was, the, there's a, a revulsion feeling. You couldn't taste it, because your brain was so overwhelmed by the wrong, it's, it's being the wrong colour. And it was a very vibrant it, green. And it was exactly, it was ketchup. They just put a different colour dye in. There was no difference yeah. in flavour. But your brain couldn't cope, well, my brain couldn't cope with that. And it just felt wrong and weird, and, and I think enough people had that uh, revulsion, revulsion reaction. So yes. It didn't take off. Yeah, but you had it. You had it with fish fingers. With fish fingers, that's true. Yeah, no, um, no, we have fish fingers quite often. You don't have fish fingers? No, I can't think of the last time I ate a fish finger. Or fish sticks, as they call them in America. Yes, that's right. I had a fish finger sandwich, which is quite nice. You just get cheap, crappy white bread. No, it's... With fish fingers and a kind of tartar. It's too much mush. A fish finger sandwich is too much mush. No, I think mm. you're... Well, try it. Try it. No, I've... You I've, might I've, like it. Because I sometimes put, uh, you know, fish in breadcrumbs, kind of grown-up version, mm. in a sandwich, and it's always no, too that's, much No, that mush. would be wrong. But I think fish fingers... <laughs> in a nice bread be... roll. A nice ciabatta... Red no. roll. I think there's enough encapsulation around the fish finger. It's got the right surface area to make oh, okay. it work. It's like it's got protective cells to stop the mush, <laughs> the mush from getting through too That's badly. Good. Are these bird's eye fish fingers? Well, <laughs> what a stupid question. You're not super, not Tesco's <laughs> value. <laughs> actually, can you imagine? I, that, actually, this this is this did happen to me recently. Yeah. I have had we I have fish fingers maybe once a month, whatever, maybe once or twice a month, if that. Mm-hmm. And of course been doing that for years and it's always proper fish fingers where you, when you cut through the fish finger you get the white flakes of fish yes so it came as some surprise when about a year ago I went to a pub somewhere near Norfolk and I ordered I just thought oh, I'm going to order some fish fingers mm-hmm. they were on the menu and they were those 
really old-fashioned fish rings where you cut through it and it's kind of just this grey pulp in the middle. Like school dinner Like minced grey pulp in oh. the middle. And that was so disappointing <laughs> and so unpleasant and the crumbs on the outside were all soggy and mushy as Did well. Did you refuse to pay? No, I didn't. There's a point at which I won't accept stuff. Like, Have you, have you ever done this? Well, uh, instant coffee all the time. I send it back. Do you remember, <laughs> yeah. remember in the Cotswolds? Oh, we went you to that. problems. You're banned from the Cotswolds. <laughs> the whole re- Technically, we're in the Cotswolds right now, which you're is banned. problematic. Yeah. Um, but do you remember that, what they did? We haven't told this story, have we? No. Um, they arrived, they sent... Cause was you it in a little tea room? I was only like a month, two months into my no caffeine thing, mm-hmm. which has been th- three years And I was trying to suggest now. that you have some. Yes, you try to talk me into having caffeine, which yeah. is really unhelpful, because I just managed to... I was just clean of the stuff. Mm. And uh, they... they I, I ordered decaf and you ordered regular and they came mm. in these little uh, one cup uh, cafetiers yeah. so the cup itself was drinkable from once you yeah it's a whole special cafetier and uh, and yours was black and mine was red as is traditional for delineating uh, decaf mm-hmm. um, and they brought these two cafetiers to the tables and we sat and we swirled them around and we pushed them down you drank yours it was fine and it was instant coffee in a <laughs> now I've been served instant coffee I was in um uh, Botellinos, which is, I believe is a chain of Italian restaurants, they're very nice. And I ordered the decaf as I normally do, and it arrived, and I could smell before I even tasted it. I, was, I sat at the table thinking, "This instant coffee in that mug," and I tasted it, and I was uh, pouring at my tongue. And I called them over, and they were. Uh, it, it actually says on the menu, "filter coffee." It actually says the lie on the menu. Oh, so that's that's a lie, yeah. which is extraordinary. Um, Garfunkel's do something very similar. Their instant is uh, they don't lie on the menu, but their instant is their decaf was instant the last mm. time I had it. Uh, but this particular place putting instant coffee in a in a cafeteria with a little plunger to what are you plunging <laughs> making sure none of the undissolved granules got into my drink and I demanded they take it back and she was very cross actually the waitress was quite angry she well, was, I, don't th- I think she was just more confused no she was surly I think she was surly anyway but yeah but I think she was like, How, stop making such a fuss you stupid tourist I know how dare you yeah. expect not to have more rations at yeah. full price do you know I've been told by Auntie Alice Mm-hmm. Who gave you the Olmec rum? She she's convinced that you hated it, and you then she you thought, started feeling guilty. I t- listening back to tell it, her, tell her now. Listening back to say, it, Alice, tell her. Listening now. back to it, it sounded so insincere. It really did sound like I was backtracking to make her happy. I really, <laughs> you <laughs> don't care about making like, Alice happy, I do you? Couldn't care less either way. It genuinely went from this rather bizarre. It was just strange. It was very yeah. It was very unusual and very strong. Play. And at first, it was like Bleh. there were so many flavors. Yeah, and then as it just went away, it left this as we talked about yeah. this kind of oaky, woody flavor that was. Mm. T- Fantastic to have in mm. my mouth. So yeah, I couldn't care less about her feelings. It was actually a really nice yeah. rum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that um that, that she yeah, she did. She told me about apparently in Italy it's become um it's become quite fashionable mm-hmm. to have instant coffee. Oh no in a kind of in a kind of slightly kitsch fashionable sort of <laughs> oh I'm having the modern stuff, I'm having the instant the coffee. You know, it's like the sort of the, the cool kids, the modern are kids you, are in no are time. Part Italian? <laughs> it was extraordinary. It was extraordinary. <laughs> extraordinary. Yes. Uh, the yes, because Starbucks have launched in uh, both the United States and over here their Via uh, range of instant coffees, which are these little sachets of coffee. And they've reimagined how you make instant coffee. Doesn't um, doesn't, so make, this, doesn't it doesn't instant coffee cheapen the Starbucks brand? The whole well, this point is, of theirs, this well, is what's interesting is because they, they've invented a new form of instant coffee. And it's actually a very fine powder, so it looks like the worst instant coffee money can buy. It looks like you know when you go to the the cash and carry and buy the giant, yeah, the giant container of powder, which they serve you in 
ghastly churches, <laughs> cold, rickety, um, collapsible table at the back. I thought you said cold, rickety, collapsible vicars. <laughs> no, cold, rickety, collapsible, collapsible old lady <laughs> selling selling you this coffee for ten p, ten p, please. Um, <laughs> give you a powder coffee. And uh, then powdered eggs, and they'll sell you some nylons as well. Um, <laughs> they, they will draw... No, they don't sell you nylons. They just, they'll just draw the line up the back of your leg. <laughs> that's, right, that's what they do. And then there's American soldiers to ravish you around the corner. Yes, so we'll give you a Hershey bar, though. <laughs> my entire understanding... Just realised that my entire understanding of Second World War life in Britain comes from good night sweetheart. <laughs> Nicholas Lindhurst. Nicholas Lindhurst. I just realised that's where I'm basing all this on. Now that you've mentioned... Anyway, so the point is that oh, Starbucks launched this Via. Yeah. Uh, it's not even a good name for coffee. It's very strange. And the idea is you have the great tasting Starbucks flavour in your own home. Do so you I so just... say, no, don't bother going to yeah, Starbucks. Right, don't bother going in. And it's what they've done is quite extraordinary. You, I've got some, actually. You can try some. Oh, um, I will. It was sent to me by a friend in America who manages a Starbucks, who sent me some samples. Oh, yes. We, even though we, it's we, already available. We've here. censored the podcast about them before. Yes, yes, that's right. I said some things that I shouldn't have. <laughs> you shouldn't alter. Yeah. Um, Shall I say them again? You no, know, I probably didn't, because it'd be more work for me afterwards in Audacity. She's all okay now. <laughs> you shut up. Everybody's so- <laughs> all right. <laughs> She'll kill me. Anyway, um, so you pour this stuff in, and you mix the water in, and it smells like Starbucks coffee. It smells like proper... Freshly made coffee, and the first time you saw it, said, "Oh my goodness!" They've cracked the it. The second coming, they've cracked it, and you taste it, and you go, and it's, it tastes like Starbucks da, coffee da, da, in your da, da, mouth. And then people, people maybe go sneering, going, Ugh, "Starbucks coffee, father." Starbucks coffee is pretty That's good, fine, yeah. Um, and and it tastes like that coffee, freshly brewed coffee, and it's like, and then there's like a three count, and you go, One. "Oh my god, it's in my mouth!" It's <laughs> horrendous aftertaste. Would you, so they they would haven't you, got it right. Is it so bad that you would use? Tesco <laughs> rum. No, no, no. To it's, wash it's it out. Nowhere near the scale of Tesco rum, but it was a case of uh, I thought, oh, this is fantastic. They've they've nailed it. No, no. The aftertaste has let them down. Yes, I can't. I don't know why we're privately signalling like some professional <laughs> podcast. Yes, it's time to stop. It's, I, I just thought I don't want to be boring people to death. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm going to be listening to this edition of the podcast on my Apple iPad. <laughs> no, we're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I think it's lived up to the hype. When you're having your Apple I period, <laughs> you put the iPad. Yes, it's, I'll just add it's not as bad as the um, the comic strip I saw in the Times oh, yes, today. And 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 I'll just the end. comic strip you saw a week ago. Yes, yes. <laughs> and 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 I'll just I'll just end with this image. So there's a little boy, and there's a pirate, mm-hmm. and the pirate has a patch on his eye, uh-huh. as they do. Yes, and he says to the little All boy, one-eyed. says to the little boy, "This is my iPad." Uh, uh. Bye.